Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hi, welcome to your Hollywood Crime Scene mini episode. Hello. Well, some pretty big true crime news came out this week. Yeah. And that is that the longtime suspects in the Kristen Smart case have been arrested. This is out of People magazine. And it says that Paul Flores and his father arrested in connection with Kristen Smart's 1996 disappearance. Now, if you aren't familiar with the Kristen Smart case... Kristen Smart was a college student at Cal Poly in San Luis Obispo, which is in California, uh, in like the Central Coast. Yeah. She was at a party. She had three of her classmates walk her home from the party, and two of them split off. And the last person she was seen with was her classmate, Paul Flores. He's long been a suspect. His dad's also long been suspected of helping cover up this crime. But they've never found a body. Yeah. They didn't have the evidence to charge these men, even though they've done they've done a lot of search warrants. I think they even went digging around their backyard. Yeah. I mean, weren't they kind of cooperating too in a weird way? Like I believe so. I mean, they Which is something you might do when you know, yeah, sure, search my backyard because they know where they buried the body. Like, do you know what I mean? But it makes them look like they're trying. Like they're cooperating with the investigation. Yeah. I mean, I I would have to go listen to the podcast about this case again, which if you haven't listened to the podcast, it's called Your Own Backyard. It's a good one if you want to know more about this case. Paul Flores is now 44 years old. His father, Ruben Flores, is 80 years old. Paul is being held without bail. And his father is being held on $250,000 bail. So we will keep you posted on this story when more information comes out. Yeah, I'm interested. But if if you'd like to know the background, I would suggest listening to Your Own Backyard. Yeah, it's a good one. It's It's a very good one. Okay, on to some much lighter news. Popcorn salad. Mm. Have you had popcorn salad? I have not. But uh, I did post that on our Twitter, I think, the yes. popcorn salad uh, video. It's a very Midwest Southern deal. It's a mayo-based, <laughs> right? Well, I'm going to get into that. Okay. I'm going to get into what popcorn it's a very, salad is. It's something that I have never seen, but was not as shocked as everyone else was because that's a very common thing. Throw it in mayo and see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> now, Desi, you are originally from Jacksonville, Florida. Mm-hmm. So I imagine in your lifetime you have had these kinds of quote-unquote salad before. Yes, because I have gone to church, believe it or not, and that's the type of thing you serve. Really? Like when, well, when you go to these like buffet or banquet type you know, potlucks, 
you're going to have a lot of these salads. Like I remember my mom made like ambrosia or my grandma made ambrosia. Right. Which is also, it's like the baby oranges from the can, <laughs> like marshmallows, coconut, like just this, like, it's all these mixtures of things. This is like a very white American Christian cuisine. Uh, ambrosia salad. Yes. Yeah. We it's didn't. Su- that's Southern. We didn't eat that. In my house. That's not that bad. That's not popcorn salad. Like ambrosia is kind of good. It has pecans in it. Like it's not bad. I, I'm sure there's bad versions of it. <laughs> my first time ever hearing about ambrosia's salad was from Edward Scissorhands. Oh, one of like the horny housewife. Yeah, who like tries to fuck Edward Scissorhands. She's like, you haven't even tried my ambrosia yeah. salad yet. <laughs> and I just remember being like, what? is that like that is not what a salad looks like it is this gloopy gloppy yeah. white clouds of i don't even know what and then come to find out it's a salad with mayo and marshmallows and maraschino cherries right so, well i haven't had that one well what's in it why is it so fluffy and slimy <sighs> i'm sure there's variations and there's probably like regional variations but the one i remember had mandarin oranges coconut pecans marshmallows and i don't remember if it had mayo well what was holding it together cool whip <laughs> I don't know. I don't remember. This this is how I picture Southern cuisine is like everything is bound together with Cool Whip or mayo. Cool Whip is one of those things that I ate a lot as a child and I have never tasted in my life 18 and over. Like I don't know that I've ever. Someone recently who I follow on Twitter posted something like, they're like, I tried this, trust me. And it was like something with Cool Whip. And I was like, I don't even remember the, like, I was like, you're still buying Cool Whip? Like, it was crazy to me. It was like mixing Cool Whip with peanut butter and then spreading it uh, on bread. Nutter? It's kind of like a fluffer nutter, I guess nutter, it's right? kind of like a fluffer nutter, but it just seemed a little, it wouldn't be something I want. Oh, I saw that tweet. Who said that? I can't remember. Uh, fluffer nutter, though, would be That's marshmallow. marshmallow. Right, that's marshmallow cool Whip. Cool Whip, like a peanut butter Cool Whip seems weird to me. I'm looking up ambrosia salad, by the way, just to see what that mixture is. Yeah. So yeah, there are maraschino cherries in it sometimes. Oh, she's using vanilla yogurt. See, I think I think you can make a more gourmet version of it. I'll eat it. I'll try it. It's good because it kind of reminds me of another Southern staple called hummingbird cake. I've always wanted to make that. It's really good. So that's like a cake that has pineapple and coconut and pecans in it. So it's like a classic Southern combo. But yeah, the 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 sort of binder would be key because if it's mayo, I'm not eating it. Right. But I think I had it with more sweet things like yogurt or Cool Whip maybe. And the marshmallows, yeah, that's like gross. <laughs> it's not like I probably didn't eat those, but the fruit is good. Like I was fascinated by Cool Whip as a child because there was a lot of Cool Whip commercials happening in the 1990s. I feel like it was big then, at least like when I was a kid. Like I don't hear about people eating Cool Whip today. My mom used to make a pie with Cool Whip that was very good. It was like, it was strawberry yogurt mixed with Cool Whip in a graham cracker crust. Mm. And then she would put like fresh strawberries on it. I mean, Cool Whip is definitely gross because whipped cream is really good and easy to make. But, but a cool, I, whip, cool Whip tastes good. Like, I, I don't need, it's its own thing. And I do like Cool Whip. I'm not going to be a snob about this. I had Cool Whip 
maybe the first time at my grandma's house in Philadelphia and you know my grandma's house like my grandma will buy stuff like that and have that in her fridge my mom her daughter absolutely not um but when I go to my grandma's house one time she like taught me how to make a Cool Whip ice cream and it was it was like a tub of Cool Whip a packet of uh pudding mix like chocolate pudding <laughs> yeah, mix yeah, yeah, yeah. and like a cup of milk, stirred it up, put it in the freezer. That shit was good. Well, that's the thing with Cool Whip. You can freeze it and it stays kind of fluffy. Yeah. Yeah. And soft. Like it doesn't get super hard. We should make that dessert yeah. this week. Because my mom's pie was also frozen. So it was like a frozen strawberry Cool Whip pie. And it was good. Like I liked it. I think Cool Whip defies the laws of physics. Yes. It, you're right. It does not freeze. It doesn't get ice crystals in it. Yeah. It's good. Yeah, so, we should do something. Okay. So for those of you who aren't extremely online, and by online, I mean on Twitter, like we are, there was somebody tweeted a video of Food Network star Molly Yeh making a dish called popcorn salad. Now, I've watched Molly Yeh's show before. Oh, I didn't know who she was. She's, I think she's cute. She's has a show called girl meets farm. She's like a way less threatening version of the pioneer woman. (laughs) I Molly yay. She's like very like kind of cutesy. Like she likes lots of things with sprinkles. Yeah. Her whole deal is like she married a farmer Okay. In North Dakota. So they live on a farm now. She's Chinese and Jewish. So she blends a lot of her two like heritages into the way she cooks. So I've always been like, you know, interested in the kind of flavor combinations she comes up with. But she also does a lot of like gourmet versions of hot dishes and these Midwestern staples. Yes. So. She had, I guess, this video, according to what I read, like this was a video she had posted or they had filmed this episode back in February and somebody had recently discovered it and posted on Twitter, like, what the fuck is this shit? And I agree, what the fuck is this shit? It was a mayo-based dressing, much like that of a macaroni salad. Yeah, it was it was watery, like looser. Yes, like, and then she put in... She dumped in a bunch of popcorn. She dumped in popcorn cheesy seasoning. She kept commenting on that. I love this cheesy seasoning. She kept calling it cheesy dust. Well, yeah, it must be stuff you buy to put on popcorn, like those cheese powders. I think that's what she used for extra seasoning. But then, to me, the most baffling thing about this recipe is that she tried to gourmet it up because at the end, she topped it with a bunch of watercress. That was bizarre. I think if you're going to make a trashy dish, commit to it. It was watercress and what was the other thing? <sighs> it was like an herb maybe. Like cilantro or yeah. something. It I was know. something crazy. There it was, was like, some, why? There was like some kind of fresh herb and then there was like a huge heaping pile of watercress yeah. on top. It was bizarre. The thing about popcorn salad is it's not that it's a mayonnaise-based salad because that can be good like a macaroni salad yeah. or a coleslaw. I think it's a textural thing. I don't want soggy popcorn. I also was curious what was in the salad dressing because that part of the video was cut off. Well, right. And is it I'd, sweet? Is it savory? And like I didn't what? appreciate that. Whoever <laughs> uploaded the video. Because yeah, that's we, I want to know. That's important context. Uh, I, I do have the recipe. Hold on. Okay. 
It's on foodnetwork.com. It currently has two and a half star rating, which is not very good. It's called Crunchy Snap Pea Popcorn Salad. Snap Pea. So <laughs> the ingredients are as follows. Popcorn kernels, vegetable oil, which is for popping the popcorn, white cheddar popcorn seasoning, half cup of mayonnaise, fourth cup of sour cream, two tablespoons of cider vinegar, one tablespoon of sugar, two teaspoons of Dijon, one shallot, kosher salt, two cups of sugar snap peas, strings removed, cut crosswise into thirds, one cup of shredded carrot, one cup chopped celery plus the celery leaves and a bunch of watercress. Oh, that was what was on top, the celery leaves. Right. Because I was like, no. (laughs) I actually like celery leaves. I like them too, but it was like extra weird to me on top of the popcorn salad. Like it just seemed like, come on. The ingredients in this aren't that cursed. It's the popcorn that makes it cursed. The combination of it all to me is like... If this was a macaroni salad... Yeah, that would be good. This sounds like a great macaroni salad recipe. This sounds like exactly like a macaroni salad or potato salad even recipe, but with popcorn. I just don't know why. Why the popcorn? I don't agree with it. It's going to be chewy too. Yeah, I know what that tastes like. (laughs) I know what it tastes like when you over-drenched your popcorn at the movie theater with too much butter. Yeah. (laughs) And you get that piece that's like soggy. Yeah. And at least it's butter. <laughs> yeah, this is like mayo and Dijon mustard. I don't want that. Yeah, I don't know. You don't have to be that creative. Ugh, I can like feel it in my teeth. I would definitely taste it though. I'll taste sure. it. I'll absolutely taste it. Uh, this guy, he wrote an article about popcorn salad after Twitter exploded in the Washington Post. He's a cook. His name is Aaron Hutcherson. He said... In the headline, I made Molly Ye's popcorn salad, and it's easier to swallow than all the internet vitriol. So he he acknowledged that it's like weird in theory, but he made it. If you want to read his article, it's in the Washington Post. Aaron Hutchinson, Hutch, Hutchinson is his name. Um, Yeah, it's interesting. And then they kind of talked about how uh, they talked about the origins of popcorn salad because a lot of people thought like... Yeah, that's what I'm curious. There is, like, this is a... She didn't just pull this out of her ass. Right. She wasn't like, like she had this idea herself. She's not Sandra Lee. Yeah. She didn't just invent this monstrosity. This is a real thing. It might not be iconic with every Midwestern or Southern family. Uh, but some people had this in their church basement pollocks. He said in this article that a writer for Vice named Bettina Makalintal traced down its origins. She said, quote, as culinary historian Sylvia Lovegren referenced in the 2005 book Fashionable Food, Seven Decades of Food Fads, American housewives made banana and popcorn salad back in the 1920s. Their iteration involved cutting a banana in half, placing it on a lettuce leaf, and dotting it with popcorn and globs of mayo. That sounds way grosser than Molly's recipe. Yeah. And then the author of this article also uh, quoted a food writer named Allison Robicelli, who said, quote, if this was being served at a Michelin restaurant, people would say it's genius. And goes on to say that popped and puffed corn and other grains have been featured in high-end restaurants before. I can see popcorn being good. I've made cookies before with popcorn in them, and they were very good. Yeah. (laughs) 
So I, I don't oppose popcorn as an ingredient. I don't no. like it being so wet. It's the wetness. Yeah. Uh, I agree. So that's what it is for me. Yeah. It's not, this salad is, is not for me. I'm sure it's not the worst thing. I think we've covered a lot worse things like with Sandra Lee that she's oh, done. I would absolutely try the salad too. For sure. And I, like you said, I like all the flavors. It's not going to be vile to me. It's just right. probably not something I want. Like <laughs> No. And our final news story is for you, Desi, because uh, you smoke weed. Okay. Urkel. <laughs> Urkel has a weed line. I saw that. Are you going to smoke Urkel's weed? You know, I've been trying to buy Seth Rogen's weed for like a month now. <laughs> it's so hard because it sells out and instantly like you go in, it's, you're in like a waiting room. They're like, you'll be the 10th person in. It's like, you know what? Like I smoke pot. I don't have the patience or wherewithal <laughs> to deal with this complex of a system to buy some fucking weed. Then I wait and get in and it's not even the kind I wanted. I wanted the pink moon, which is... um whatever, not the sativa. It's like the other one, the mild one. And then they only had the high end, like the, the one that gets you all worked up, which I never want. Look, <laughs> the last thing I need is getting worked up. <laughs> look, Desi, back in my day, before there was dispensaries everywhere and weed was, you know, yeah. you could buy weed at a dispensary. We didn't have that shit. The last time I smoked weed, you still had to like go to some person's house that you didn't want anything to do with. Hang out with them for five, four hours. <laughs> you just you just smoke a bowl with them. You didn't know what you were going to get. You just got some shake in a bag. Well, yeah. Sometimes you got swag, but usually you know, I'm I'm originally from Northern California, so we had it pretty good up there. Yeah. But you didn't know if you were getting your sativa or your indica. You you got what you got. Totally. And I'm, I'll smoke anything, but if you're selling it to me that one is super mild, I'm going to, I'm going to want that one or that it's low key. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. Cause I like to not be completely out of it cause I'll smoke more. Uh, God, but kid, kids have it so easy. Today. I know you guys have, you, <laughs> I'm serious. Like I, one of the first time I went to buy pot just with my license, like I didn't have a, uh, a prescription. Right. It was crazy to me. I was like, I'm just here and you have all this other stuff. They're like, do you want to try these gummies and this and that and this and that? It was just crazy because everything is dosed now. Like right. I used to not do edibles because you never know what the fuck you were getting, but now it's like highly dosed. So everything is very safe. It's incredible. And I you mean, can get it delivered. We made our own edibles in high school. Yeah. And with that, you really didn't know what you were No, that's get. why you took a fucking bite of a brownie and were like tripping out for three days because you had no <laughs> fucking idea yeah. how much was inside of it. Like, Oh, man. So, yeah. But yeah, Urkel. So Urkel, jumping on that. Dude, I've noticed a lot of celebrities got some side hustles going. The weed side hustle. Steve Urkel actor Jaleel White. He has his own line of weed called It's Purple. He's got a purple Urkel. Purple Urkel. The purple Urkel weed. So if you're interested. I don't know. I, I, I'm I very interested in BJ Novak's chain pop-up that what? had potato skins this week. What? That I was dying. So he has a pop-up every week. It's a different item from a chain restaurant that they recreate. This week was Chili's potato skins. So they had fucking potato skins fried up, looked delicious with cheese, and you could squirt. You got a side of um, creme fraiche chive sauce to squirt on them. <laughs> of course, our friend Jennifer got them. 
Uh, so every week they have a different one from some chain restaurant. Like they had a Bloomin' Onion what? that they did, but it's like a gourmet version. I know I want it so bad. We need to get Jennifer on the show. Seriously. I, I, <laughs> she needs to give us pop-up tips. This is the last... Jennifer, this woman who Desi and I, we, we're not close with, but we know her from Twitter and we've been... I've been mutuals with her for like fucking years. Yeah, me too. She's very friendly, and but she is like the queen of pop up restaurants. She knows every single, and pop-up. she got the Seth Rogen weed too. She got it like the, <laughs> she, she was the first person I saw who got it. She's like she's ambitious about making these uh, things happen. I think that's what you have to do. You have to be right on there, like right when they open. Do you know what I mean? Like, right. I can't. I'm I, always like no, straggling in. I, I think you have it in you because Desi for my birthday she bought me the Chipotle. Makeup. She got me a limited edition Chipotle eyeshadow palette. Eyeshadow colors inspired by Chipotle. Yeah, I have it in me, I guess. You have it in you. I believe in you. Yeah. But Jennifer is like the master. Yeah. She the other thing is with a lot of these pop-ups, you need to order it before you know what you're hungry for that day. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? So I'm ordering something four days in advance. I don't know what I'm gonna feel like that day. I'm very like food like so I, I'm like I go with the way of the wind like yeah. I don't know what I'm going to be into that day and a lot of these things you have to be like I guess I'll be having rice and chicken on Saturday like I might not be into it right but I'll always be into potato skins the best appetizer in what? my humble opinion no no <laughs> you like potato skins oh I fucking love potato skins it's like a crunchy baked potato you've probably never had good ones they're so good oh I love them <sighs> It always tastes like burnt dirt to me. Well, they need to clean those potatoes better. (laughs) (laughs) They're so good. Look, I'll eat one. If it comes to the table, I will fucking have one. I've had some very good potato skins. I'm sure you have, Desi. They're so good. The sour cream, just fucking scooping up that sour cream (laughs) with that potato boat. You know what I did like as a kid was a twice-baked potato. Oh, yeah. Those are good, too. Those are real good. Someone tweeted something this week that was like, who was like, let's bake it one more time. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, a fucking genius. Like, that's who. So that's all our news stories for this week. We did get some incredible listener stories. I'm going to read one from Across the Pond in Manchester in England. This is from Ian. And he says, Hi, Desi and Rachel. I've been listening and loving the pod for a while now. The first episode I heard was the Barbara Bakelin murder. And I have a story I think you might be interested in. There is no Hollywood connection, but it does contain a bizarre crime that happened at my high school. And although it's not violent, it does include excess amounts of semen and shit. Ooh. (laughs) I like when people, they think of us. Yeah. Desi and Rachel will love this. It has come and shit. (laughs) Gotta send it into the pod. I'm from Manchester in England and finished school in 2007. It was and remains a pretty rough school, so crime linked to students and ex-students is nothing new. From my graduating year alone, I can count at least five people currently locked up, one girl for murdering her boyfriend and another for drugs. The most bizarre crime, however, happened from 2009 to 2010, a few years after I left, but had absolutely 
everyone talking. Essentially, multiple girls from my school and some other nearby schools all filed police reports detailing how when they had been walking home, a man in a hat had walked past, purposefully banged into them, and poured a sticky white substance into their uniforms from a plastic bag that he was carrying. Oh. <laughs> Jesus. As you've probably guessed, it was semen. But after sending it to be tested, the police discovered that it wasn't from a human, but from an animal. (laughs) As you can imagine, this news spread like wildfire, and me and my friends began to call him the liquid lurker. (laughs) And spent hours trying to figure out what the fuck this guy's deal was. What kind of animal semen was it? Was he jacking the animal off himself? Was he getting off on pouring it into schoolgirls' uniforms? How did he even figure out that's what he was into? You get the idea. Oh, believe me. There's lots of questions. I have, you know, I have all these questions myself. Luckily, none of the girls were physically harmed, although some were obviously pretty shaken. The guy wasn't yet caught, but he was seen on a CCTV camera. Here's one of the initial reports made on the case from the BBC in 2010. He linked that to us. He continues, after six different incidents were reported, the liquid lurker went quiet and the police stopped looking for him. However, three years later in 2013, he was back to his old tricks and he was found filming teenage girls from his window as they walked past his house and was arrested for wiping dog shit on his ex-girlfriend's car in a revenge attack. Who knows what this guy's deal is with animal secretions? He managed to get off without any jail time, but was forced to do community service to attend a sex rehabilitation program and to sign the sex offenders registry for five years. When he was first arrested, he told the police, quote, I don't know why I did it. I didn't. I need help. Understatement of the year. Um, he said, I know we're not supposed to guilt people for their unusual sexual habits, but in this case, case, some kinks need to be shamed. I mean, yeah, they're not consensual. If a kink, if a kink involves an unconsensual act, it's, we're allowed to shame. Fuck you. (laughs) Yeah. That's, that's bad. Especially underage girls or teen, young teen girls. Yeah. This is like a pretty revolting crime. Uh, he hasn't heard anything from since 2013. I'm going to assume he's put an end to his jizz flinging shit, smearing teenage girls filming ways. But every now and then I'm reminded of the case and try to figure out what the hell was going on in this guy's head to do something so bizarre. I do need to know where he got that animal semen. How did Although you might it? be able to buy like bull semen or what? something. Like if he worked in like a farming industry or oh. like a, do you know what I mean? Like, right. Uh, that's the only thing I can think. Cause you know, if you're impregnating animals, if he was in some field, he might have access to it. Right. I'm surprised they couldn't test what kind of animal it was. You know, you'd think that would show up. Right. I bet you it's bull. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. It's so wrong. It's so gross. Yeah. Like he, you're not even making your own. You're getting it from a second source. <laughs> I mean, maybe it's better. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. It's better. I don't know what I would rather prefer. It's just yeah. such a violation. Look, if you're going to ask me, I'm going to run. <laughs> I'm not yeah. going to take time to answer. <laughs> Thank you so much, Ian, for writing in. That is exactly the kind of story we like to hear on this show. It's very uh, mystery. It's a mystery and it's gross. It's <laughs> yes. perfect. This is a short story from Heather. She, we talked about having 
a doctor named, like, what if you had a doctor named Dr. Horny? Right. Because we talked about how there was a college football coach named Coach Horny. Yes. She said, in high school, the assistant principal's name was Mrs. Cock. (laughs) And her husband's name was legit Harry Cock. (laughs) Harry Cock. Imagine if cocks had hair on them, though. That would be so weird. (laughs) No one wants that. (laughs) I love a name that's, that's like a dick name. It's always funny. I'm, al- I'm always going to be 12 years old. Yeah. Like my reaction to this. Oh, there's no way I'll ever change. Never. Okay. This last uh, story from a listener is from Jillian. This is an incredible story. She said, hi, ladies. Desi has said in the past that she loves round faced cats. <laughs> Think you? Did. I think you did say that. I do. I just wanted to share my round-faced cat, Darby, and a funny story about him. Darby is an orange tabby we rescued in December 2013. He is currently around nine years old and is known to escape if you don't pay attention when leaving the house. Last year, at the beginning of the pandemic, I was working from home and became a bit bored, so I was playing with Darby and put a pizza collar around him, which was an old Halloween costume of his. While we were playing with the toys, I then had to tend to my daughter and forgot about Darby's pizza collar that he had on. So it's like this stuffed round, like plush collar that you put on your cat and it looks like a wheel of pizza. Yeah. So Darby the cat has this pizza collar on him. A few hours later, after people had opened and shut the front door, my dad calls me over. He was on the next door app and happened to see our cat Darby (laughs) in a picture. The picture was titled Pizza Cat and featured sweet Darby looking down at the camera adorned with the, with a delicious looking collar. He got mixed reviews on Nextdoor. Some people thought it was hilarious. Others said he ran away from home because who puts their cat in a pizza collar? <laughs> <laughs> I have attached a picture of Darby the pizza cat along with a picture of him without the collar and him snuggling with his brother Teddy, a sweet Cavachon dog. I also want to give a shout out to my sister who listens to you as well. Hi, Emma. Uh, she says she hopes we enjoy Sweet Darby. Oh, I enjoyed Sweet Darby. He was adorable. He's so cute. You saw the picture of him? Yes, from next door. Where he's looking down like a security camera. This would be my dream if one of my cats ended up on next door. What is the next door picture? It had like a caption, the next door post, right? Yeah, it was like pizza cat. Um, has anyone seen people? And I saved the picture and now it's like... Oh, it's not. Oh, sorry. It's on my desktop somewhere. Here it is. Okay. Uh, it says, pizza cat. I've seen this cat around my house a lot over the years. And today it's in my backyard again. And it has a pizza pillow collar on. Made my day. I love him. <laughs> Dude, the cat is so cute. But there's got to... You got to love the idea of seeing your cat or on a a next door post like in a way like this well i've like taken pictures of like cats i've seen around the neighborhood before and like that's probably someone's cat like it would be really funny if there was like a picture of melon in somebody's phone yes like they saw him through my window and they took a picture of him um it's so cute. I love seeing cats in windows or cats in public. I absolutely love it. We have one more a story that I actually forgot about that I wanted to talk about briefly. It's from our listener, Alyssa, and she is 
responding to us talking about how both of us have always wanted to own a muff. Oh. She had one when she was a kid. She said, I just listened to episode 186 and your discussion of wanting a muff for ice skating unlocked a memory. When I was three or four, my beloved great aunt Marguerite gave me a rabbit fur coat and that came with a matching hat and a muff, pick included. And I just wanted to talk about this because she sent a picture. And Alyssa, this is like my best case scenario of like an outfit. Like I want to look like this. <laughs> it's this, so cute. This is how I want to look. Yeah. It's adorable. The muff is perfect. It's all white and pristine, like fluffy. Right. Yeah. With a matching coat and hat. The hat is so cute. Is the hat like wrapped underneath her chin? It has like a bow that ties around. Ugh. This is my dream outfit. Yeah. It's, a, it's great. It's so good. I hope <sighs> she still has it. It's adorable. I love this picture, Alyssa. Thank you so much for sending this in. It's just, it's fantastic. Okay. We're going to take a quick break. 
so I haven't seen the Netflix documentary, but there's a podcast on the incident that is good. It is called Last Scene. It is um, a joint project between like a local NPR station and the Boston Globe. That's really good. Um, the other podcast that I wanted to recommend is called Norco 80. And that is about um, a bank robbery that took place in California. The town is of Norco. Do you know where that is? Yes. Where is that? Uh, I've been there before. I think it's south. Yeah, I feel like I've been there, but I, I can't place I have it. been there because I know someone from there. Okay. So this was a really wild bank robbery that happened in the 80s, like 1980, in the town of Norco. This is another... Um, you know, limited series. It's like six or eight episodes, I think. And it's called Norco 80. Uh, So that's another bank robbery, crime, wild story. If you want to check that out. Uh, Yeah. And then I think I watched, did I watch anything good? Oh, I watched First Reformed, a really sad movie. Uh, I don't think I had any other TV this week. What about you? I watched some great movies this week. Oh, a great movie I watched last night. It's on Shudder right now. It's called Butcher Baker Nightmare Maker. Ooh. Have you seen it? No. You got to see it. Okay. It's from 1982. Susan Tyrell stars in it. Okay. It's fantastic. It is like high camp, so over the top, great little horror movie. Okay. I highly recommend it if you're into that kind of thing, if you want something that is, you know, it's very over the top. Okay. It's great. Uh, the other movie I watched was I had never seen the Evil Dead remake. Oh. Which came out in 2013, 2015. Yeah. Great, great, great yeah. remake. I was really impressed with it. I thought they did a really good job paying homage to the original Evil Dead movies yeah. from... Uh, God, when did the first one come out? 80? Yeah. 79? Yeah. Anyway, the, the remake I thought was excellent. I think that... Is that on... I don't know, think that's on Shudder. I, anyway, I watched that though. Great gore. Great acting from Jane Levy. She's fantastic in it. I had a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. Oh, I did watch another movie I wanted to mention called The Kid Detective. It's very... Uh, I didn't watch it for a long time because I thought it was for kids. <laughs> but it stars Adam Brody from the OC, who I love. And he plays a kid who, he plays a grown-up who was a kid detective, but becomes a lo- became a loser because his final case he never solved and it like ruins his life and he's like an alcoholic loser now. But he gets this redemption to solve this ca- big case that's sort of going to save his life. So it's kind of like an Encyclopedia Brown grown up. It's really dark and funny. And then you're at the end, you're crying. Like It's a really good movie. It's a small movie. It's Canadian. Uh, I don't know any of the other actors in it, but they're all great. Uh, and it's just a really charming movie like that sort of surprised me uh, out of nowhere. So I highly recommend it, especially if you love Adam Brody. I love Adam Brody. I know. <laughs> He's so cute. Um, so yeah, the other thing I want to recommend is I just fi- um, filmed, taped an episode of our friend Steve Hernandez's podcast, one of his many podcasts, uh, Views from the Vis- Vista. Vista? Views from the Vista? Let's say that again. 
Views from the Vista. Views from the Vista. That's hey. his podcast. <laughs> uh, Vista. Hasta la vista, vista, baby. (laughs) We all know. I don't know how to say things. Um, So yeah, you can find that on iTunes, obviously. Uh, It was with him and Zed and Zed's wife, Honor. I got to meet her. She hosts that with them as well. Great gal. So it was just me and her against the boys. No, just kidding. Um, We talked about the movie Heat because I think they normally will go see movies, but obviously in the pandemic, they're kind of reaching into back catalogs. And we talked about the movie Heat, which I literally saw for the first time a month ago uh, and love it. So I think it's a funny episode. Check it out. I I think it drops tomorrow. I think it was funny. Oh, you you heard? Desi Desi recorded it here. So I heard a lot of the podcast. It was funny. You know what? I love making Steve laugh. Oh my God. Do you know what I mean? He has the biggest laugh and you can't help but like, I, I turn into like a six-year-old girl where I'm Same. like, daddy, like, am I funny? Because <laughs> he has the best laugh. Steve Hernandez, friend of the pod, one of my favorite comics. He's the funniest person. He's one of the funniest yeah. people. So yeah, he, he's always like, so like whenever I get a chance to like hang out with him. I know, I can't wait to see him. I can't wait to see him again. He would, we, Steve... When we went to dinner with Steve, Alan, and Alana, that was like our last big outing before lockdown. That was my birthday. Yeah. Horny Twitter conference. We had the, it was the Horny Twitter Summit. Yeah, it was great. So it was the horniest. I think of it often. The horniest people on Twitter who we decided (laughs) was me, Desi, Steve, (laughs) Alan, and Alana. Yeah. And Steve is very organized. He got us to finally do it too, right? Dude, Steve made it happen. Yeah. We all went to Taylor's Steakhouse. It was so fun. Um, I can't, we have, we're going to like walk in there again one day and it's going to be the best fucking feeling. I'm going to cry. Yeah. There's going to be tears. We're going to get prime rib. Uh, Anyway, (sighs) please check out all of his podcasts. He does one with Alan as well called The Male Gaze, but definitely check out this episode of Views from the Vista I think it's really funny and give them five-star ratings and everything. Help pump them up. Even if you don't like the podcast, give it a five-star review. Let's pump these guys up because they're really good and fun. So I feel like their podcast should get more hits. Absolutely. Give them some hits, baby. Absolutely. Um, So yeah, that's all I have. Did you eat anything good this week? Oh boy, did I know. (laughs) I've actually been trying to eat a little healthier, meaning vegetables, because yeah. I felt like we both and I have been feeling really under the weather. So I, I made a lot of soups this week, nothing special. Um, I did have one breakdown where I felt like I needed some sweets. So I made magic bars. What are those? Well, you make a graham cracker crust, you put chocolate chips, butterscotch chips, pecans, and then you pour condensed milk over it Ooh. and then coconut Ooh. and you bake it and it turns into a gooey bar that's very delicious. That sounds good. Dude, that's some white trash food <laughs> you can get behind. <laughs> Fucking sweetened condensed milk. Mm. It makes the good shit. I like condensed milk. It's, it, it, it's good. Like it's in a lot of pie, like butterscotch too. Like you can make uh, the dolce de leche with it. Have well, you ever made homemade dolce de leche in the can? Yeah. I like condensed milk in Thai iced tea. Oh, yeah. It's delicious. Or like a Vietnamese coffee. Oh, it's so good. So, yeah, I made those magic bars. I made some sourdough bread because I had made a ton of vegetable soups. So I made like a sourdough bread to have with it. Um, We had some really good food tonight. Mm. We had some tacos. Yeah, we had guisados. Dude, that... 
The Guisados has the best quesadilla, I kid you fucking not. It's like a slice of halomi, halomi, halomi cheese. I don't know exactly the kind of cheese they use. It might be like the Mexican version of that type of cheese, it's but it's a, very similar texture in my book. It's a non-melting cheese. It's, it's like a, a che- grilled. It's a cheese you can grill, and they stuff one of their famous corn tortillas with, with that. It. It's basically a taco. <laughs> but with the slab of like... Grilled cheese that's not melty but it's kind of so chewy. Good. It was the best quesadilla I've ever had. Yeah, their tacos are great too. You have to hit them up if you're in LA. Yeah, um, that it's was a good. staple. I, I love it. They're all like stewed tacos. The meat, like the meat. They're not yeah. like grilled. It's like all like with a sauce on it. So they're really yummy. We mm. got the spicy, the conchita pibal. The pork, yeah, the spicy pork. Ones. That one's good with the pickled onions. So good, dude. I love pickled onions. Put those fucking on everything. <laughs> if I see pickled onions, I'm getting it. Uh, my I brother love makes pickled, pickled onion. onions now. I make them all the time. They're easy. Slice them up, vinegar, a little sugar, a little salt. Let them sit in there. They look fucking gorgeous. Yeah. <laughs> People are impressed when yeah. you throw pickled onions on the fucking They're table. They're really impressed when you throw a pickled <laughs> onion on. <laughs> like if you made a pickled onion, yeah. People are always People are like, impressed. ooh, and it's like, look, you don't have to tell them it took no time. Right. People who don't know how to cook are impressed by everything. <laughs> Yeah, like even they think if, it's magic. Like, even if you just do like a quick pickle. Oh, totally. It's like, like whoa, a, a their quick, mind's blown. A quick pickle radish. But the red onion pickles, they're gorgeous too. I just love the way they look, especially yeah. on a stewed meat. You need something that has some acidity. Yeah. <laughs> Getting into it. Thanks, Jeffrey Zakarian <laughs> of Chopped. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Fucking chopped over here. Seriously. Uh, yeah, so that's that's what I ate. Did you have anything I don't know about? Oh, whoa. <laughs> whoa. Whoa. So I started doing one of those like weekly vegetable boxes. Oh, which I'm is, getting mine this week. Which has been really fun because it's forced me to be more creative and think outside the box. Think outside the box of what I'm cooking. The veggie box. <laughs> Look, we should do ads for them. We should. Uh, no, I like it because it has been challenging me to like cook things I wouldn't normally cook because I'm getting vegetables I wouldn't normally buy. Yeah. Because I get in such a rut like, oh, I'm going to make this... Grilled asparagus again or like whatever. Which I did yeah. have that this week. But like, you know, oh, I'm going to make the same salad I always make. Like, so I've just... Yes. But instead I've just been, you know, fine. Oh, I got to use up these, this cilantro. What am I going to make with cilantro? Yeah. So I may have been... I've been eating a lot of cilantro this week because I got just, like... <laughs> like a snack. <laughs> she just put it in a bowl. She <laughs> chews on sprigs. <laughs> no, I did get like two bunches of cilantro and that is a lot of cilantro. If you don't have a recipe for it. So I've been getting creative. Yeah. I made like a scramble with a whole bunch of chopped up cilantro in That's it. Perfect use. It was fucking good. I put a bunch of cilantro in my soup. I just chopped yeah. it up and threw it in there. And it's it, great. It was good. I feel so bad for people who have that thing where it tastes like soap. It took me a long time to realize I shouldn't be mean to them because I didn't realize it it's was... It's a real a, thing. It's a real thing. Yeah. I, I was just like, stop being a baby. <laughs> like I didn't realize it was like a genetic thing. And then I stopped you know, being mean to you them. You pity them. Now I'm sad for them because it is such a great condiment or like addition to a, a meal. Like. It can really elevate something yeah. that, that you wanted to elevate. So yeah, I made cilantro rice yesterday. Ooh, I've done that before. Uh, I made like some... Yeah, I, I've been making all I, kinds of I'm stuff. I'm excited to get my box. 
<laughs> I'm excited to reach in your box. Uh, pull so, out an asparagus. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, pull out a carrot. <laughs> <laughs> I did get some carrots. Uh, I, I, I don't know what's coming in my box. I mean, like, you can like kind of customize I it. I customized mine. I customized mine, but I like, oh, like I forgot like when I, when the box finally arrived and it still is stuff I wouldn't normally pick out. Cause usually I get the same fucking shit every time I buy vegetables. Right. I'm like, get another avocado, get a, yeah. you know, Tuscan kale again. Like yeah, I yeah, always yeah. get the same things. Right, so they had they had some really look good looking sweet potatoes. I got I got like the Japanese sweet ones. Oh, Did you get those? I didn't, but I love Japanese sweet uh, potatoes. I got those. Those looked good. Yeah, I'm excited for it. For yeah. sure, we'll see what's gonna happen. Tune in next week and Tune- see what I did with my box, <laughs> my veggie box. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, shout out to my brother who put me on the veggie box. Oh yeah, he was the one who gave us that idea. Nick Fisher. Nick Fisher. He's been he's been. Nick's picks. Do, okay, my brother, <laughs> my brother has been making pickles lately. This is the thing about my brother. My brother is like the most ambitious person I know. He he'll like have a wild hair up his ass and he'll just do it. Yeah. And it'll just happen. Like he'll be like, I want to start making jars of pickles and selling them or giving them out to my friends, and he'll just do it. He has a fucking label. Yeah. He has a name for his pickles. They're called Nick's Picks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's some Grateful Dead reference. We don't know. We He explained it to me. It's a Grateful Dead reference. Yeah. But he makes these pickles. He sells them at El Prado, his bar. I give a plug to El Prado every week now. Yeah. <laughs> Come to El Prado in Echo Park. There's like five seats. No, I'm just <laughs> um, But you can, I think you can get the pickles there. But he puts all kinds of interesting things in there. Yeah. I told him, I said, I think you should be one of those bars that has the jar of pickled eggs. Oh, on the counter. Yeah. Really gross to me. People love them. I was offered a pickled egg once a couple of years ago. I was at a party at one of Brendan's friends' house a couple of years ago. And somebody brought pickled eggs and was like, you got to try them. No, you got to try them. And I was like, I will not try it. <laughs> I, I refuse. And I'm not a baby when it comes to food. I will try just about anything, but I would not try this pickled egg. I would try it, but not under those circumstances. <laughs> it seems like a lot of pressure. <laughs> it was like pink. I'm sure I've had them because I think it's also a Southern thing. Pickled eggs, for sure. They're they're definitely not as bad as you think, but oh. I would not try them at a party. Just, I just feel like I would immediately start burping. I don't love hard-boiled eggs to begin with. <laughs> and I also would not eat it at a party. Like I find that a very odd party food. <laughs> Dude, I who, somebody had brought them and they were very adamant that everyone tried one. They made them. They wanted everyone to try them. <laughs> it's like a really big deal and I just refuse. Yeah. Plus I didn't know. And years later they're still like, remember Brendan's girlfriend refused to try his well, pickled egg? I also didn't I didn't know anybody at the party. I didn't know anybody there. I was like meeting all these new people. Yeah. It seems like a prank. <laughs> I was just so afraid. I remember like the egg came around and I was like, no, thank you. Cause I was afraid. Like, what if I barf on the spot? Yeah. It's a worry. Eggs. Eggs. Imagine (laughs) opening up that jar in a party. (laughs) Jesus. It's, it's not for me. No. Pickled egg. Not for me. Well, that's all we have. That's it. That's the show. Okay. Bye. Bye. Bye.